On today's episode, watch your step, calculating cadence and understanding its importance. Welcome to the Run Smarter Podcast, the podcast helping you overcome your current and future running injuries by educating and transforming you into a healthier, stronger, and smarter runner. My name is Brody Sharp. I am the guy to reach out to when you've finally decided enough is enough with your persistent running injuries. I'm a physiotherapist, the owner of the Breakthrough Running Clinic, and your podcast host. I'm excited to bring you today's lesson and to add to your ever-growing running knowledge. Let's work together to overcome your running injuries, getting you to that starting line and finishing strong. So let's take it away. Welcome back to another episode. Um, At the time of recording, the podcast just went live yesterday and I did pre-record the past five episodes and sort of published them and then waited for the podcast to get uh, approved on iTunes and things. It takes about a week. Um, So yesterday that finally happened. So I'm really excited. Going to start promoting the podcast a lot more. So thanks for joining Thanks for listening. If you think these episodes will benefit your friends or other runners that you might have, I will be super grateful if you could share this podcast out either through social media or just word of mouth in discussions um, if you find it valuable or what you're learning. If you find a concept that has changed your way of thinking, changed your training, um, it's worth mentioning to other runners and your other friends and spreading the knowledge. And if you can so happen to let them know that you've heard it from this podcast, uh, that would be great. Okay, let me go to my dot points. What do we have today? Calculating cadence. So what is cadence? A lot of runners come into my clinic and as soon as we get them on the treadmill and we start assessing their running form, um, I always look at their cadence and most of them will kind of look at me funny and be like, what's that? And so working out the level of importance for your cadence um, is a key universal fundamental uh, concept that you need to grasp. So that's why I've put this in the Universal Principles ebook. So what is cadence? Cadence is the amount of steps that you take per minute. And that is um, regardless of your running speed. So um, essentially it, it kind of correlates with your step length. Someone who is taking really big strides will take fewer steps per minute to someone who's uh, maybe the same height, going at the same speed, but turning their legs over quicker and not stepping with a similar length. Um, And so they're turning their legs over quicker. And so why is this important? Um, Before I discuss like why it's important and talking about efficiency and uh, injuries and that sort of thing, let's check in with Pete. So last episode, he was feeling an injury and not too sure what to do. So he went on to Google and underwent this analysis paralysis like last lesson. Um, And we try not to be fooled by um, hidden agendas and biases and cherry-picked evidence. And so this left Pete extremely puzzled and he did so happen to find a running physio and booked in with them. So let me pull up the ebook and we'll read from this chapter. So the physio investigated Pete's complete running history and noticed a sudden increase in load at the time of injury. 
His physio also educated Pete on the lessons, the first five lessons above, and made sure that he fully understood all of them. They administered a few tests and determined Pete's level of irritability and then performed a treadmill analysis. The physio didn't seem too concerned with Pete's technique or foot strike, but did comment on his cadence and it was very low at 150. Cadence? What is that? Cadence is the amount of steps you take per minute. It is unaffected by running speed and cadence can be increased while traveling at the same speed by taking shorter and shorter steps and simply turning the legs over quicker. The physio went on to explain that there's no ideal number a runner should aim for, but is recommended that it should be over 170 to minimize ground reaction force and maximize stride efficiency. The physio said the load management principles and the training modifications are more important, but it wouldn't hurt to start working on some running technique with a higher cadence. With this revolutionary insight, Pete took three days off to let the symptoms settle and then gradually increased his overall load. Unfortunately, weighing up the pros and cons with the physio, Pete decided that he wouldn't be ready for his 10k event. So then we break it down further into the chapter. Throughout this journey, we have been learning about mechanical load and avoiding an excessive amount too quickly. If you then understand the effects that a higher cadence can have on your body, it's one step further to reducing the likelihood of injury. If we can visualize a scenario of two runners, runner A and runner B. Runner A completes 150 steps per minute. Runner B travels at the same speed, but turns his legs over at 180 steps per minute. In this scenario, we would observe two main differences. Firstly, we would notice that runner A bounces up and down at a larger amplitude. This is called vertical displacement and is easily observed if you focus on the up and down motion of a runner's head or the runner's hips. The second observation that you'd make is just quickly chiming in here to let you scholars know, I have just updated my five day injury prevention challenge. This is one email per day for five days, learning new concepts and diving into the science on how you can reduce your risk of injury. The sign up link is in the show notes, so fill in your details and I'll be waiting for you in email number one tomorrow. That runner A is most likely to contact the ground heavier and louder. This creates a higher impact force through the joints, which is not desirable if we know anything from our previous principles. A great analogy is to compare a runner pushing a square compared to a hexagon. I have this little... Um, visual in the ebook of runner A and runner B and they're both pushing these two shapes. These shapes are the size of them. They're like six foot tall and runner A is trying to push over a square or a cube and the runner B is trying to push over a hexagon. It will be a lot easier to push over a hexagon. The center of mass won't travel as high and it will have a reduced impact when it contacts the ground. So that's the chapter in the ebook. Um, there is an amazing video. Um, I forget what it's called. Let me look it up. It's from the, the running clinic. Um, if you go onto YouTube and I think it's explain cadence or cadence explained, uh, explaining cadence, the running clinic. If you look that up on YouTube, it has this concept of the two runners side by side, one at a lower cadence, one at a higher cadence, and then 
pushing those two shapes and you can just see visually it's um, really well done. When I wrote this chapter, I um, made a conscious effort not to put a huge reliance on cadence. So cadence is the, isn't the be-all and end-all, um, but it can have a significant benefit for some if the cadence is really low. For most of us, cadence is probably above 165 and it's less of a priority, but it can be a huge game changer for someone who's around the 150s. So what do we know about this concept? Um, I studied a running course with the running clinic in New Zealand a couple of years ago. And what they do is they analyze all the emerging evidence that's come out every single year. They, or every single month rather, they find what is relevant, what isn't relevant and all the emerging running evidence. They read it to stay updated on the literature and then compile it with what they already know and what literature is already out. And so it, the course itself constantly updates as evidence is submitted, published and analyzed. Um, so a lot of the concepts that I teach and a lot of concepts that I've learned um, is backed off that course that I did. They don't focus too much on technique or like the impact your foot makes with the ground or the type of shoe you're wearing or orthotics or anything like that. Um, they do, however, heavily weigh cadence if it is low. So there's a lot of evidence to support that it can improve efficiency and reduce loads on certain parts of the body. However, this concept is still um, open to debate. There are current, there are a few um, well-designed studies and systematic reviews that conflict one another. Um, there is a 2019 systematic review um, called biomechanical risk factors associated with running related injuries. And the authors um, uh, amongst them are Christian Barton and Peter Maliaris, like very highly respected um, gurus that I follow. And the, the conclusion was step rate was inconsistently associated with running related injuries. So they didn't find a huge correlation and that's despite like the absence of the evidence um, is quite shocking because a lot of times we, or in the past, we've had large bodies of work um, influencing step rate with biomechanics and pain and load and all those sort of things, but it doesn't necessarily correlate with a running related injury or developing a running related injury. There are There is also a systematic review um, looking at the influence of stride frequency length on running mechanics. And the findings suggest that increasing your cadence will decrease your vertical translation, ground reaction force, impact, shock impact, and attenuation. Um, it will also decrease the energy absorbed by the hip, knee, and ankle. Um, and they made the conclusion that therefore increasing stride frequency um, may be considered as a mechanism for which to influence injury risk and recovery for a runner. So if we look at these two, if we look at these two studies, you can see that, okay, increasing your cadence will help you become more efficient, help decrease the loads through certain joints of the body, help your ground reaction force, help that impact. Um, so these are all very beneficial 
But if we gather all the available evidence and, and try and link it to running-related injuries, there is uh, weaker correlations. And because this podcast isn't necessarily 100% about reducing your running, we also talk about increasing performance, increasing your efficiency. Um, cadence is still very important. And most of the studies out there um, conclude that as little as 5 to 10% increase in your running cadence can have a significant change. So if you are, if your cadence is 150, you only need to increase it by 15 steps per minute to 165, so that's 10%, to have a really positive, significant change. So what are some practical steps you can take? Um, first of all, how do you calculate your own cadence? Um, if you Google cadence, you might find uh, the magic number of 180 is what you need to aim for. You can pretty much dismiss that. I, I like a range of around about 170 um, because everyone is a different height. They travel at different speeds. Um, it will just slightly fluctuate from person to person. But um, to calculate your own cadence, there are certain apps that you can download. Um, I have a, just a metronome app on my phone. Um, let me just pull it up because it's called Brenner something. Sound Brenner. And you essentially just tap the screen when you go for a run. Every step that you take, you press the screen and you can do it for about 20 seconds in your run and it will just calculate how fast you're stepping. There are other cadence apps out there. Feel free to go for it. Um, and then you can determine your number and see if you're falling within that, like between 165, 180, something like that. Um, and if it is below, especially if it's around that 150, you can work on slowly increasing that. And if you do feel like you need to increase, um, there are a few metronome apps that you can use. Um, when I was first starting out and wanting to head to that 180 mark, I was downloading music that was 180 beats per minute and just doing it as a bit of a technique session. I wouldn't do it for all of my running, but just researched what songs I liked that were at 180 beats per minute and then just came up with a Spotify playlist and just ran with that playlist is running to the beat every time. And it's essentially just reducing your stride lengths and minimizing your braking forces, avoiding that overstriding where someone might contact the ground further in front of their body and creating a bit of a braking force. So it helps uh, with technique and becoming more efficient. That's not to say that it's not linear. So if you say if you're at 170, oh, to improve my efficiency, I need to get to 185. And then to improve my efficiency even more, I need to get to 200 or 200 plus. It's not linear in terms of its benefits. Um, once you're at the sweet zone, then uh, you really don't need to increase it anymore. So I hope that answered a few questions. Um, we helped define what cadence is, why it's important, what sort of zone you should be aiming for, how to calculate it yourself. And then if you do need to manipulate and increase your cadence, a few practical steps for you to take away. So that's all for this week. Next week, we're talking about stress less, the hidden dangers that reduce your capacity to adapt. Um, 
it is crucial that we know this one, especially for those people who are chronic or just repetitively getting injured. There might be some hidden dangers that you need to identify to correct in your whole lifestyle. It's a must listen to, like all of these. Um, Make sure we're going through in order and let's continue this path together. We're almost at the 10, um, so stick with it. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast today. Uh, Let's finish up there. Have a good day. Thanks once again for listening. To take full advantage of the knowledge you are building, you need to download the Run Smarter app. This contains all of my free access podcast episodes, written blogs and eBooks, along with my paid video courses, all neatly housed into categories for you to easily navigate through and find content you're interested in. Also, be sure to check out the show notes for links to the podcast Facebook group and links to learn more about becoming a podcast patron who contribute five Aussie dollars per month to get inner circle VIP access, including an invitation into the exclusive patron Facebook group and a complete back catalog of patron only podcast episodes, which you can access within the app. Also on the app, you can even find a link that takes you to my online physio clinic where I assess and treat runners from all over the world. So I can be on standby if you ever need one-on-one physiotherapy assistance. Once again, thank you for listening and becoming a Run Smarter Scholar. And remember, knowledge is power.